Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We're taking a little break from our series on 1 Peter because it's Mother's Day, right? And, and there's, there's really three types of Mother's Day sermons that are out there. And I'll be honest with you, they're all hard to preach. Mother's Day is just a tricky day to preach because there's like three sermons you can use. Like, first one is like, Moms are wonderful. Yay! We love motherhood. Yay, May moms. Woo! Right? And then that's a fun sermon. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's nice. It's good. It's true. But it's, it's tough because it's, it's not for everybody and not everyone has kids. And it's just sometimes a tough sermon. So uh, I skipped that one. So the second sermon is like, how to be a good mom. You should be a mom like Mary. Or you should be a mom like Hannah in the Bible. And... One, I'm not really qualified to teach on how to be a good mom. I just, I mean, I could have my wife ask her to teach, but I, I'm not qualified to teach. And, and two, like moms need more guilt in their lives. Isn't parenthood just one big guilt trip? And if you're a mom, is it? It's like the ultimate guilt trip. Being a mom, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Oh, I'm not feeding them gluten-free meals. You know, it's hard. So I, I'll skip that one. The third type of Mother's Day sermon, which is actually my, my favorite one to preach, is one that goes like this. Moms are great. Praise God for moms. Thank you so much. Now we're moving on to the text. We're talking about Jesus. <laughs> because Jesus is what I really like to talk about. He's my favorite thing to talk about. I like Jesus. I love Jesus. I like talking about Jesus. But I do that sermon, and there's always somebody who goes, you know, I brought my mom to church today. So I can hear you talk about mom. You need to talk about moms today, so we'll skip that one too. So uh, I did some research and uh, came across an article by a guy named Matt Redman, and I liked his approach. So I'm going to share it with you. And it comes from Romans chapter 8, verse 1. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Cool words. Paul starts this out in Romans chapter 1, where he says, Okay, you Gentiles, you're all sinners. And then he goes to Romans chapter 2, and he says, Okay, all you Jewish people, you're all sinners too. And then he goes to Romans chapter 3 and says, You know what? Jesus Christ died for your sin and rose from you. For you, you are saved by his grace and by his love and through his righteousness that he extends to you. And then he explores that theme for the rest of the book of Romans. And one of his great conclusions is Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those of you who are in Christ Jesus. And so moms, even though you may feel you are, you are not condemned by your messy home. There's no condemnation. Right? You're not condemned by your lack of desire to homeschool. <laughs> no condemnation. You're not condemned by your personal sins. You're not condemned by the difficulty of caring for your special needs child. And there's deep, deep wounds there. You're not condemned by that. You're not condemned by the knowledge of how it's sometimes easier to love one of your kids more than the other kids. Sometimes that's true. You're not condemned by that. You're not condemned by your miscarriages at all. 
You're not condemned uh, by your lack of desire to have more kids. You're not condemned by your desire to have ten kids. God bless you. (laughs) You're not condemned because you have no desire to adopt. You're not condemned even though you feel like it. You're not condemned when you read those Facebook posts about those other parents with those perfect kids. You're not condemned by that. You're not condemned by your inability to cook. You're not condemned by your husband's inability to cook. You're not condemned because your kids are not normal. You're not condemned because you're divorced and you're doing it alone. You're not condemned by your desire to be alone from your kids every single day. You're not condemned by your body, which may not be what it once was. You're not condemned by your failures as a mom. You're not condemned by your rebellious children. You're not condemned by your frustration of having to scrape mac and cheese off the kitchen floor. Again. You're not condemned by all the fears and despair and tears. You're not condemned by that. You're not condemned by not throwing the birthday party of the year for your kids. In fact, please don't. You're not condemned by not feeding your kids meals that are completely organic, gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, and (laughs) taste-free. You're not condemned by buying your kid a happy meal every now and then. They're going to live. It's okay. You're not condemned uh, by your need for a vacation without the children. (laughs) You're not condemned for not living up to the standards of your mom or mother-in-law. Should we say that one again? You're not condemned (laughs) by not living up to the standards of your mom or mother-in-law. You're not condemned by the stares of those people when your kid is throwing a volcanic tantrum in aisle four of City Market. You're not condemned if you're a stay-at-home mom. You're not condemned if your mom works outside the home and you use daycare. You're not condemned if you'd like to be a mom, but you can't for some tough reasons. You're not condemned for breastfeeding your baby in public. You're not condemned if you don't want to breastfeed your baby in public. You're not condemned. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Isn't that beautiful? But Romans 8 goes deeper than that. It does, because Romans 8 is talking about the sin in our lives, and those expectations I talked about, that that stuff's not sin. It's just the hard stuff of life and the expectations that other people, or maybe yourself, you put on yourself, and you're living up to that, and which makes mom and parenting one big guilt trip. But Romans 8 goes deeper. It says, you know what? Those times when you do mess up, you're not condemned for that either. Because when Jesus says he died on the cross for you and rose to the grave for you, he meant it. He meant it. His grace is that huge. His righteousness is that incredible. His love for you is that amazing. And so you're not condemned. 
It covers all those things. Now, that doesn't mean that we get to wallow in our sin with, with no desire to change or, or anything like that. Because Paul addresses that in Romans chapter 6. He says this. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? In other words, shall I sin all the more so I get more grace? He's like, no, no, no. By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or, or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in the death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. So Paul's saying this, he's saying, you know what? Jesus Christ died and rose for you. There is now no condemnation. And he says, there's no condemnation for those who have the Spirit of Christ living in you. And you do have that, and you know it through your baptism. Through your baptism, that's God's gift of giving his Spirit into your life. So you don't have to ask God, do I really believe? Do I really have faith? Jesus said, Jesus Christ died and rose for you. That's your gift. To receive that as your gift, you're one of his. And therefore, there's now no condemnation. The past is forgiven. You're free. You are, are free. And so there's, there's no condemnation for those times when you lost your temper and you yelled at your kids. You're not condemned for getting jealous over someone else who has the perfect kids. You're not condemned for being angry at those moms who keep popping out kids like and you can't have any and you're like, ah, I don't get it. I'm angry, God. There's no condemnation. You're not condemned for regretting about having kids. (laughs) You're not condemned for dreaming about how much money you'd have if you didn't have kids. (laughs) Now some of you are going, wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Oh, that'd be a lot. (laughs) There's no condemnation. Jesus Christ died and rose for you. Because let's face it, it's hard being a mom. It's hard. Being a dad is easy. Well, easier. It's not easy, but it's easier. Like, being a dad has two requirements. Be present, don't be a jerk. Right? Those are the two main requirements for being a dad. I mean, look at this. Some dad did that to his kid. That's fantastic. Dads get away with stuff like this all the time. This is even better. Playing video games while watching the kid who's playing the video game with you, right? Dads around the world are like, that is so awesome. I'm doing that next week, right? I'm playing, I'm playing Call of Duty with my baby. Can you imagine if a mom did that? Half the internet would explode. She's such a bad mother. What is she thinking? Let's make an impression on the baby's face. Dad's do it. We're like, yeah, it's brilliant. Being a mom is hard. And there's, there's lots of social and cultural reasons why. And I don't have time to get into all of that stuff. But I think this is true. In our world today, it's harder to be a woman than a man. It just is. 
And I don't think the answer is making men more like women. Because that's just not going to work. I think the answer is calling men to be more like Jesus, the Son of God. That's the answer there. But it doesn't take away from the fact that being a woman in our world today, for a multitude of reasons, is harder than being a guy. And so as your pastor, as a dude who shares God's word, and, and by the way, thank you for that privilege and honor. I would not have that honor without you. So thank you very much. But as a dude who shares God's word, I need to share this part of it. That ladies, you are valued by God. You are special in His eyes exactly the way He designed and created you. And we live in a world that for a lot of cultural and social reasons and a lot of different ways has ways of telling you differently from that fact. And it's just not true. All of you ladies here need to know both in your head and deep in your heart and in your soul that Jesus Christ died and rose for you because he loves you, because you're special, because you're valued. You're not special and valued because of who you should be or how your kids should be or how you should be in your life, but because God loves you and you are special and you are valued. And if there were people in your life who told you differently or treated you differently, then they're wrong. And God's right. He's right. You are special. You are loved. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those of you who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's sing our song of praise. Let's, let's pray. Team, give a chance Team, come up here. I'll pray for you guys. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, Lord God, um, we lift up all the ladies who are here today, Lord God. And Lord, uh, for various reasons, I think this world's tougher for ladies than for men. Lord God, as, as men who are here, we would like to be the part of the process that changes that. Now, Lord, that, that all the women in our lives, Lord, that we would honor them as you honor them. Lord God, that we'd lift them up as you have lifted them up. Lord God, that we would treat them as a special gifts of God that they are. And Lord God, for all the ladies here, we lift them up to you, Lord God, because they are special and in your sight, Lord. They are loved by you, created by you, designed by you. And Lord God, your kids. And so, Lord Jesus, we, we thank you. 
We thank you for each and every lady here. Lord, for the treasure that they are. Lord, for so how often they reflect uh, your strength, uh, your love, your grace, your compassion, and your will. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. We thank you that because of you, there's now no condemnation. For the perceived failures, Lord God, which uh, aren't true. And Lord, for even the ones that are, Lord, you are a good, good Father. And we're loved by you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Let's stand in praise of God. Amen. <laughs>